0: I'm Peter Anthony and I'm Steve Angel you're listening to men with spirit join us as we explore what it means to be a modern man and to live a spirited life And good day, and welcome to this 19th episode of Men with Spirit at Radio Carom. This is a show where we encourage men to get out of their heads and more into their hearts. And this week, in particular, we're going to be exploring what goes on at our regular men's group meetings with the help of two of the men from our Frankston group. Hi, I'm Peter Anthony and I'm here with my co-host Steve Angel. G'day Steve, how are you today? Good, thank you. None of this good business, come on, come on, out with the truth, how are Uh, you feeling?
1: I'm feeling really, really happy actually. I've had a great week and I'm looking forward to today's session, our our episode with two of our... uh Favorite members? I'm allowed to say that? I'm not allowed to say that, no, no, to say that is, am I? we no, got to be equality here, mate. Okay. I'm trying to make him feel good. Um, no, I so, had. So, what's made
0: you so happy this week?
1: Well, my wife and I went away on the weekend to spend. Uh, Weekend over in Hillsville At a friend's property there Which they've just recently built After rebuilding their home After the bushfires mm. We had a wonderful time It was really lovely Just to be out there In the hills In Chum Creek And looking out Over this beautiful scenery It's a great part of the world Isn't it? Oh, it's oh, lovely oh. We ate a lot We sat around a fire We <laughs> drank a lot Drank Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. yes. Now it's just nice For the break it was really nice to have the break. Yeah.
0: yeah. And what about yourself, Peter? What are you up to? Uh, I'm, in terms of how I'm feeling, I'm feeling relaxed, um, focused, and purposeful. And why am I feeling that way? Well, I um, I also I'm had I'm glad a, I asked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had, uh, like you, were, had a few quiet days um, away, and I was connecting with nature down the beach, the bush and mixing with animals and that type of thing, sort of a a personal retreat which was good fun. Uh, It was also this week the anniversary of my mother's passing six years ago uh, this week and she would have been 100 this week as it uh, turns out as well. Mm -hmm. So it prompted me to have some reflections on my mortality and the passing of time and that we don't waste the time we've been given however long or short that is. One little thing happened uh, that I I got a bit of a a giggle about, I must admit, Um, next door to where I was staying, there's a a bush reserve, very nice uh, part of the country, and uh, one of the cows from the uh, local dairy farm had escaped a couple of weeks ago, and it's been uh, marauding or hiding in the bush, and no one's been able to uh, locate this cow. And I had a a real laugh. It doesn't seem
1: to be like a small animal that you could lose. No, no.
0: it's uh, And it moves and you can see the uh, hoof marks through the bush and all the rest of it. But um, there's a song, I don't know if people know it, called... Cows With Guns, and no. it's an absolute hoot of a song, but when I uh, reflected on this cow running uh, for freedom through the bush, I thought, uh, I thought of this song, so I've actually included it on the song list later on, I'll, but we won't get around to playing it tonight, but um, it's a real laugh if you get a chance have a listen to it. So that was my week, but um, yeah, a mixture of things, but it was good, just good getting away and uh, out of the city and mm-hmm. uh, into the bush and all that type of thing. Excellent. Okay, um, in last week's episode, Steve, mm-hmm. um, for those that may have missed it, we had a special guest with us, Elka Newell from Women With Spirit. Mm-hmm. And where, after a little prodding, uh, we were taken behind the scenes into the secret uh, business of women's group, uh, particularly the Not one far she runs. <laughs> Not as far as I was concerned. <laughs> I wanted more. Oh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> We, she shared a lot of illuminating things with us, so that was really good. But we thought, um, uh, given she'd done that, we should have a bit more of a focus on the men's group and what we do. Uh, she talk about the, she spoke about the uh, community the group had developed and the sense of accountability and support that the group provides to the women in the group. So we thought we'd cover off something similar today with the help of two of the guys from the Frankston group. So a big welcome to Rob Scobler and Phil Reed. Uh, welcome guys. Great to have you here with us today.
2: Good afternoon gents. Thanks for having us. Yep, Good thank you very much. Rob. Oh, Thanks thrilled. Rob. Super yeah.
0: thrilled. This is great. Yeah, look um, we just want to get a bit of a bit of a better understanding of you as uh, men to start with. And then we might talk about the group after that. So we've got some probing questions here, where you can reveal all, or as much, or as little as you want. Um, Rob, we might start with you. Can you tell us a bit about yourself, and um, how would you describe yourself, and um, and in particular describe yourself as a man to to the listeners? Okay.
2: Um, 40-year-old male, um, father, in a relationship. Um, I work full-time, Omo, own my own business. Uh, Actually, I've just I've started a new business as well, so I've got two. Very good. Mm.
0: Good. And oh. are you saying you're saying you've got a blended family?
2: Yep, a blended family as well. And how many kids all together? Uh, five all together. Okay.
1: Oh, cool. That sounds like a
3: handful. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can
3: be at times, yeah. Yeah, good. All right, you Phil, fifty-one-year-old um, uh, male, mm-hmm. um, two boys, and a wife living in Frankston, and I guess I'm originally Scottish, so I've been out here for oh, twenty-seven years now. Mm-hmm. So I suppose actually more Australian than Scottish. So we've mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, still got a bit of a bit of an accent, do. though.
3: Well, Funnily enough, I was back there last week and. Um, they all tell me I sound Australian. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I obvious. think it
3: depends which country I'm in.
0: That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, well, being part of a men's group is about personal growth. Um, so, for both of you, but we'll start with you, Rob, but uh, since what age have you been actively working on your personal development?
2: I say, to be honest, probably the last couple of years, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, prior to that, you weren't that interested in uh, developing yourself as a person?
2: I feel we have layers in which we believe we're doing things yeah, yeah. and we're actively, but um, when it boils down to the truth, I don't feel at any point that I really was just living the facade of having a life and and doing a job and having a family and all those kinds of things that, that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it came... It came to me that actually there was a lot that wasn't right with my life and I needed to implement a, a number of changes. Like, uh, how did that realisation come to you when you say a lot of things weren't right with your life? Um, unhappy mm-hmm. in my relationship, mm-hmm. a long-term relationship that I had, mm-hmm. unre- unhappy with myself as a person, unhappy with myself as a parent and guardian for my children and as a leader in, a, in the household. Yeah, dissatisfied with relationships outside of that and friendships. So how long had this sort of um, unhappiness or b- dissatisfaction been going on? I think it'd been brewing for a number of years. Mm. Mm. Then you decided to make some changes. Yeah, I felt that um, where I was at in life that I couldn't go any further and I needed to really implement more changes in my life to, to take it further. Mm. So what, To what, be honest with myself. Yeah,
0: good. So what, what sort of things did you do to break that, um, that
2: paradigm as it was? I uh, joined a men's group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see a, oh, good. That's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah joined the men's group. I, um, I see a counsellor mm-hmm. um, to work through when I have challenging times and even when there's more positive times to work through where I'm at and how I can keep progressing and moving forward with my life. Um, just actively involved in a number of things, and do you uh, do you make some goals, and do you hold
0: yourself, hold yourself accountable? How, how do you keep on track? And like, do you feel over the last two years you've made a lot of progress?
2: Upon reflection, I do. Mm-hmm. I tend to um, I tend to put my head down and just get into work mode and, and keep going, and I don't take a lot of time to sit back and reflect on that. And we had a short, my partner and I had a short conversation this afternoon about celebrating those wins and making sure that you do because the next challenge is only around the corner. And yeah, you need that to, to be able to take that on. You
0: need to have some celebrations along the Absolutely, way. Don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's really important
1: when you do personal development work yeah. or any growth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: Fantastic. Absolutely.
1: What about yourself, Phil? When, when, when did you start actively looking at your
3: personal growth? I've sort of been doing a bit off and on, probably for the last fifteen years. Um, I started doing, well, actually, my wife suggested it was a many things she suggested I do them. A thing called Man's Inner Journey. Mm, Tell us about that. Was oh, it was a long. It was about probably twelve or fifteen years ago. Mm -hmm. But it was like a three-day course, very intense um everything from meditation to um all sorts of different healing types sound healings things like this mm-hmm. um and I can tell you now the, the two things that stood out for me are bold like a baby mm-hmm. and they actually regressed you back to birth mm-hmm. which was weird but anyway mm-hmm. um and so yeah sort of I did that and then I've done a few other. Um, healing courses, sound healings, and um, that sort of thing over the over the journey. But it's probably in the last six months really the last two years before that with COVID and everything and work changing really threw me. And again, my wife suggested that uh, a men's group would be a good idea. Yeah. So yeah, January this year I started that. And it's so how did you
0: come across uh, Men with Spirit? my wife found it I should have it. done that <laughs> my wife <laughs> found it <laughs> on her Facebook page
3: and it magically popped up on mine mm, <laughs> and she goes that. oh you should do that mm. <laughs> so
1: just back to the to the uh, the groups that you prior to this and that you were involved in um, Phil did you you said that you bawled a lot did that surprise you to show that kind of emotion oh absolutely
3: yeah absolutely it was for me uh, it's it, the way I was um, brought up and things it was just being you just didn't show emotion. period at all mm-hmm. um, bury it deep basically mm-hmm. um, so yeah that was really and it, to be honest it, it, once it happened you're thinking what on earth was that about and it so it was never 100% clear
2: mm-hmm. you know
3: and I guess it's in the last six months having done started this group and done sound healings and a few other things it's all coming back mm-hmm. and but the reasoning behind it is more apparent
1: mm-hmm.
3: so um through the help of a medium i learned a lot more about a month ago and that's really taken away some of the curtains mm-hmm. shall we say mm-hmm. lifted the veil mm-hmm. so to speak so mm-hmm. It's not a. I mean, you can do all these courses, but it's how it all, you know, comes together and your understanding of it and the reasoning behind it that's probably more important.
0: But yeah. and once you've got that understanding, though, the question is: if you want to bring about change, you actually have to do something, don't you? Absolutely. Oh. So, oh. Um, yeah. So what? What would you say, Phil? Just continuing with you, what would you say have been your greatest achievement so far um, in in life generally, and and why would you? pick
3: those probably biggest achievements probably my two boys to be honest and they're a bit of a work in progress as one could always say but um, how old are they 12 and 14 well 12 and 14 now but in about a week they'll be 13 and 15 oh, <laughs> so, <good>. Um <clears throat> but I think I'd like to think I'd be able to bring get them to bring them up the way I would like people to respect Mm -hmm. and be respected. Mm -hmm. Um, Not to have the same hang-ups that I have uh, and the same
0: upbringing. So a very different upbringing to the... Emotionally, yeah, Yeah. emotionally.
3: um, Uh, As an upbringing, mine was really good, but from an emotional standpoint, it was... There was
0: a lot of suppression
3: by the sound of it. Yep, quite
2: lacking. Mm -hmm. Okay, good.
0: Um, Rob, what what about your... um, uh, greatest achievement and and so far and
2: yeah reflecting on my life i'd say having children as well mhm yeah
1: mm. and and what do they bring into you, what do they bring to your life
2: hope mhm the opportunity to to lead my children and set a positive example. Yeah. And part of the deciding factor of me wanting to undertake growth was not only for myself but for my children and showing them the way.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's interesting you both sort of referenced your children as, as reasons for that change. Um, you know, sometimes we do need something, don't we? Uh, a catalyst for change. And sometimes we don't see ourselves as enough for that change. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's good because I think you know the best thing we can do is, is you know bring yeah. up children in a more healthier, more functional way yeah. too.
0: But first and foremost, we need to look at our own growth and development and be honest to what who we are. Mm. And uh, we're not we're not helping others in our family or more broadly unless we're doing something for ourselves. So first and foremost, we need to. Mm. Tackle the issues that we've got. And if you can overcome or if we can all overcome those emotional blockages we've got and be more um, true to ourselves, um, you're then able to help your families and others more effectively, aren't you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. You? absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. So have you, have, you, have you had times, Phil, where you felt stuck and uh, challenged in your life? And how have you dealt with, with that and got through those sort of situations?
3: I guess... Um from my perspective, it really was probably the last three years. Um, in terms of, I guess, not so much relationship, but it sort of it was in the end of the day, it was relationships as well. But it all started with work and sort of repeated myself and made the same mistakes twice, three times. And uh, I took two shots at it to figure out that I was making mistakes. And, you know, now it's at the point where um i've sort of not given up but looked to change what i want to do and how i'm going to do it mm-hmm. um and it sort of opened up other oppor- avenues and opportunities for me um which will hopefully give me more flexibility less rigidity mm-hmm. which i think has been some some of what i need to learn shall we say
0: it's funny how those sort of lessons, or you know, things keep coming around again and again until oh, you uh, realise. Hang they on, they do. Perhaps I need to change it. It's <laughs>
3: like you've got to have a little dwarf with a sledgehammer to smack it into your head to make you pay attention.
0: Particularly blokes, I think. Um,
3: oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that we've been t- need to be told seven times.
0: Yeah, sorry. So <laughs> <believe. laughs>
1: yeah, slow creatures. Um, so when you look back at that, Phil, I mean, what would be the biggest lesson from that period of time
3: for you? Um. Probably to be more open and to be more myself, unless what I think others want me to be. Yeah, it's big. So, yeah. Hmm. Because um, yeah. I guess, and I see, I've seen it a lot with um, people that I have worked with in the past. They tend to enact a role rather than be themselves, and it's very obvious when you go into business meetings. Then. Mm-hmm their whole personality changes mm. and you're thinking, hang on, we were talking in the car, and I, that's that's not you. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: No, I can I can get that. Yeah. I can get that. Yeah. What about what about
1: you, Rob? What have been the biggest challenge in your life?
2: It's just reflecting on that and I feel it would probably boil down to living in that facade of having the happy, the happy life and the, the job and the family and all the, the bells and whistles and internally not being happy and making a change which was scary and, and fearful of what's part, what's beyond where I'm at now, mm-hmm. which I know, I'm not being honest with myself, I do, I do feel quite unhappy in life and I need to move forward, but how do I do it? Mm-hmm. What's out there? What I have here is known, but I know that I'm not setting a good example for my children. And I know that I'm not happy with myself and I can get a lot more out of my own life. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, that's that's unplayed in, in recent times and, and working through that and moving forward has been somewhat liberating in yeah. my life. Bold move.
1: Um, making big changes.
0: Yeah. Mm. Now, you're talking about um, the, the example you give to your kids. or um, If you go back to your father in your parents but father specifically what did he teach you about being a man and they, we say we've got parents for two reasons either to you learn from them in terms of their values or behaviors i want to emulate and copy or you say no i, I disagree with that and i want to strike out in my own path so what what did you learn from your father firstly and then secondly from your mother
2: i feel my father's a, a kind and gentle man mm. and sharing uh, quite compassionate I've spent a lot of time with him in my younger and more formative years. I feel that I have learned a lot. I feel um, our background is is European, so we have uh, certain cultural ways and, and conditioning as well. And there's certain things that um, that I see in my life are a little bit different and ways in which I want to do things. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I do feel that I've taken a lot out of my time mm-hmm. with my parents, yeah. Okay. And, Phil, uh, same question with your your parents.
0: um, And I gather you've just been back to the UK and (sighs) caught up with your mum.
3: Yes. um, Yeah, no, so dad was, I suppose, he was quite um, balanced in that he was very kind, very fair. um, And he taught me a lot um, in terms of basics but more importantly everything apart from the emotional side of things um, mum on the other hand sort of it's funny going back to this time round is has been a bit of an eye opener in that I regressed back into the way I would have been say four or five years ago the last time I saw her in terms of how I behaved and the attitudes mm. that so I this displayed this for the
0: whole trip while you were there or?
3: this was the, the days I had with her yeah mhm um not didn't do it with my sister and didn't do it with my brother but um I did it with her and it, I think it was as a result of the way she behaves and she's quite uh dominating personality and she's sort of she's you know typical you know she doesn't like what she's hearing she just ignores you <laughs> <laughs> and keeps going so it's yeah I don't know it was it was interesting in that you know, I thought I'd be making all these changes and all of a sudden I'm literally an hour into meeting her um, and having we're talking, having a cup of tea. And I start behaving exactly as if I was back home 15 mm. years ago.
0: Mm. And I'm like... When did you come to that
3: realisation? When you were there? About 10 minutes after it hit me. And I'm thinking, okay. what on earth am I doing? Mm. Well, <laughs> so, that's, that's a good start that you, bec- you became aware of it. Well, I did. And then I brought it up with her, which... Um, good they took action was interesting (laughs) (laughs) because uh, yeah she was very much the what are you talking about what do you mean Mm -hmm. so then it it was good i mean we sort of explained and all the rest and that sort of thing and that sort of cogitated with her for about a day um and i think she must have decided that she wasn't really interested in that so she went straight back (laughs) to how she was (laughs) so at that point i figured you know by the end of the trip i sort of figured well you know she is what she is and She's eighty-three. She's mm-hmm. not going to change now, mm-hmm. so um, I've just got to be aware of it. So when I do go back and see her, I know I'm what I'm walking into. Yeah, because mm-hmm. um, it, it it didn't help me. I could feel it wasn't helping me. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it's that's that's a really good example there of becoming aware of the changes in you and then regressing. Family can do that to us. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of family, though, Phil, before uh, we uh, move into the next section, just tell me what do you want to teach your boys about being a man
3: i want them to be able to display their emotions safely
1: mm-hmm.
3: um and not to have not to to get too engrossed in this um pub call it a pub culture yeah. if you like where they can be emotionally vulnerable and safe in their own male group mm-hmm. basically and not be penalised for it mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: and of course yeah, I like them you know they're, they're pretty good in that they're respectful to women and you know they know to, to to be kind and courteous and that sort of stuff which is which I would take as a basic anyway for every kid mm-hmm. but um, yeah I guess not to have the same emotional inhibitions that I had. Mm-hmm.
1: Great. What about you Rob? What do you want to teach your boy
2: i feel it's really important to teach my son to share and express how he feels to share of himself Mm -hmm. to share his energy to be kind compassionate empathetic Mm -hmm. and to to not want to stay within the stereotypes in which we see once kids get to certain periods in their life like secondary school and start associating in groups and mm-hmm. and want to be conformed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, mean, I think the great ideals are really important. You know, it's the kind of work we're trying to do with, with our men's group and it's great mm-hmm. to see that, you know, you two as fathers want to instil that in your children. So it's wonderful. Mm-hmm.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. But what we might do now um, as you know we, we we ask our guests to uh, select some music as a bit of a window into them as a person um, and particularly where they're at at the current time so um, Rob you've chosen um, Touch by Noiseworks now can you tell us why you've chosen this song and why it's significant to you players
2: fantastic track I think in all four decades that I've been alive it's popped up throughout throughout that time um, for me it's about reaching out and um, having an impact a, a positive impact on other people um, however that may be in your life so and how, did, great how th- does it
0: make you feel when you
2: hear it uplifted positive and like i want to go out and and help good good great job. okay
0: thanks for uh for sharing it with us here we go
3: Hi, this is Steve Stakos, the Mayor of the City of Kingston and you're listening to Radio Carom.
0: Hello,
1: welcome back. You're listening to Men With Spirit on Radio Carom with me, Steve Angel, and my co-host Peter Anthony. And today we're talking to some of our members of the Men With Spirit group, and today we have with us Rob Scoppler and Phil Reed. Now guys, we're going to shift gears a bit in this second half here, and we just sort of want to talk a little bit more about your experience with the men's group. Mm. Um, so. First of all, Rob, have you ever been in a men's group before this? No, I haven't, no. So, this is your first time? First time. I okay. didn't know what to expect. <laughs> That's exactly right. right. Excellent. And what about you, Phil?
3: No, nothing like this. Mm. Nothing at all.
1: Oh, good. So. Good. All right. So, ha- I mean, we know that your wife prompted you and <laughs> invited you to uh, our group via the Facebook. What about you, Rob? How did you find out about the group?
2: I had a friend that recommended... That I joined this group said you should check it out. I know two men that are putting together a group and it could be a good thing for you. So yeah. I said, okay, I'll, I'll give it a go. See yeah. how we go with it. And and Rob, what what was your initial thoughts about the group? Uh, I guess I guess sitting there in that first night was I have an opportunity now to start expressing myself to start exploring what it is that I'm unhappy with in my life and I feel just slightly that there's some people here that may understand where I'm coming from.
0: Mm. Can, can I just ask, what what goes on at the meeting? Like, what do you experience? What uh, what are the benefits you gain? Like, if someone talks about a men's group, I mean, say there are different types of men's group. Like, what do you experience in this group? What makes it special as far as you're concerned?
2: For me, given that I haven't been part of another mm-hmm. men's group, but for me, it's the ability to, to come there weekly, to be vulnerable with with a group of men, to share myself, to share my my thoughts and open up my heart and express exactly what I'm feeling and be able to support those men that are doing the same thing opposite me in that room. And I, I generally feel that there is a lot of love in that group Mm. do you feel listened to oh absolutely Mm. Mm. and i feel that i have the capacity to share and 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 be respected Mm. and have support if needed as well and so what about you um you know what were your initial thoughts when you joined the group
3: um i have to say I, i wasn't actually sure what to expect um but that being said after, prob- after probably the um, the first night I got back to the house and my wife goes so what was it like and I'm like I'm not entirely sure <laughs> I said I think they're all a bit like me and she goes what emotionally repressed <laughs> <laughs> I said thank you honey <laughs> but yeah I think in all seriousness it's um, it's a group where I've felt Probably more comfortable than ever to actually in a, with a with another bunch of blokes mm-hmm. to not have a guard up and not try and be someone I'm not um, and put barriers up and but to become more emotionally invested mm. uh, and to be able to help to to let them help me and then in turn me help them. Mm-hmm.
1: I really find it fascinating when I hear this. Just this. The surprise of being open to be able to open up to a group of men. I mean, it's, it's fascinating, isn't it, that we, we're we not that comfortable with it and most of our experiences in life have not led to a very positive experience at all.
0: Yeah, and there was a, a guy just recently who's joined us who, who made that observation that had been in other types of men's groups and he's, mm. he'd never experienced that degree of openness and trust and uh, safety yeah. to be able to be yourself in a, in a group. Uh, with, without any judgement and that was an in- interesting it observation It really is
1: isn't it and to hear it from both these guys mm. as well it's just mm. it really is it's something that we're obviously lacking in our lives
3: The safety I think is probably one of the big things Yeah. Mm. Um, from a group perspective yep. because for men there's not many other forums where they would have the same level of safety that you guys provide in the group that we're in
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, and it's that that allows them that men to open up and and really give well can you can you just
1: describe what that safety
3: is to you it's walking into walking into a room and knowing that you're not going to be judged you're not going to be held accountable um you can speak truths no matter what they are because invariably there will be someone in that room who has either gone through something similar or is going through something similar to what you have had?
1: And when you say not being <coughs> held accountable, what does that mean for you? Was oh, that what you meant to say? Yeah.
3: No. Okay. In terms of um, emotionally accountable, so you can you're speaking truths, and a lot of the time, when you know, invariably in life, when we speak a truth, someone's not going to like it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to. Then they'll, you know, they say, "Oh, why'd you say that?" in the group it's a safe enough place that you can pretty much discuss anything you want to and know that you're not going to be judged you're not going to be cast out as a pariah Um, and I guess
1: it's That's just that you see. So, is it more that that there's no rejection for speaking the truth or a fear of that kind of rejection rather than the accountability? Because we'd like you to be accountable and to speak what you want to say and your truth, and also to commit to what you want to do in your life. But is it more of what you're trying to share? That feeling that if you share, no one's going to sort of bite back, for instance. Yes, yeah, no one's going to say. You know you're wrong. You know um, how could you? You know whatever that kind of fear is that we're
3: facing when we try to speak the truth. So yeah, that, that sort. Of, yeah, it's yeah. that sort of. You know you are held accountable, mm-hmm. but at the same time it means that you can be open and honest, mm. and knowing that when if you are held accountable is a good reason mm-hmm. and it's valid.
0: Yeah, and sometimes you know we uh, make the point that. Uh, uh, people can volunteer to be uh, to hold, get the group to hold them accountable for things. So yeah. To come back Absolutely. and report how they're going on. Uh, uh, report how they're going yeah. on things. Yeah.
2: Rob, for me, the the safety falls on the the pillars or the the foundations that are built within the group. Mm. So, honesty, accountability, equality, um, no judgment. Yeah. Confidentiality. Felt, yeah, confidentiality. Confidentiality, Mm. things like that. But more importantly, those values and establishing Mm -hmm. those values from the start and ensuring that everyone that joined Mm. understands what they are, it does provide a safe place for all of us. Mm. Good. Mm. Interesting. And okay,
1: so what surprised you about being in the group, about yourself? Rob, why don't I start
2: with you? What surprised me? Yeah. That I was really out of touch with my feelings. Mm. Yeah. 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 I was really out of touch with my feelings. I felt that I had an idea or concept of what was happening in my life, but really I was heavily suppressed, Mm -hmm. continued to suppress myself as well. Um, And that, yeah, there was clearly a lot of room to move and, and make a lot of changes in my life and to open up and to start exploring what it means to feel. Mm-hmm. And it's still it's still a challenge. There's no doubt about that. Would
1: you mind if I shared a story about you, Rob? Of course. Yeah. I, I know you'd be comfortable with this, yeah. but I do remember when you first started. So. There was because one of the th- one of the activities we do is to go around the uh, the group and we ask how you're feeling, and often the response was I think was I think, and that would be often your responses. Mm-hmm. So you would go straight to your head, which is very common, like mm-hmm. you know, to go to your head to come up with an answer. And it was I really remember that that was. You sort of fixated on that, and it took took a little while, but you eventually became far more in touch with your feelings and to expressing your mm. feelings,
0: and, and and delving in and, and feeling it. It was mm. interesting. Before you were asked something, and I was, I was just watching you, and you, you didn't respond for a while, and I, and I had a sense that you were you were feeling mm, yeah, things, absolutely. rather, rather getting out of the mind. And what we're on about is getting out of the mind, getting into the heart. Mm. And what I think is really impressive, you know, you, you know it, as far as radio goes having three or four seconds of nothing happening but i could watch you and you were there you know
2: what do i feel mm. and what do i want to say mm. yeah. it'd be easy to waffle on and say this is exactly where i'm at but it mm. wasn't and i had to yeah. really get in yeah. touch with which was lovely yeah. thank you yeah. mm. Mm.
1: you become far more considered about what you want to say rather than just speaking from the top of your head absolutely it's mm. mm. great yeah anything else you wanted to add to
2: that rob in terms of what has surprised you uh I, I guess that um my lack of honesty in my life as well at that time and, and moving forward mm-hmm. um a lack of accountability when i first joined and still working on all these things always a work in progress but there was a lot of things that were exposed to me and they were done so in a loving and caring way so um while i'm accountable for my actions and uh i, I guess i've got room and scope to grow yeah of course
1: and, and what about you Phil what surprised
2: you
3: um, about yourself I suppose probably how um, I become more emotionally mature mm-hmm. and able to express or less reluctant to express emotions mm-hmm. visibly so and I guess just having a, a group of men that are you know in emotionally in the same situation they're more you know they're comfortable with it and they make you comfortable with it so there's no reluctance you Mm -hmm. can just jump in feet first Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah and how has the work that you've done in the groups impacted your life phil where have you seen the changes um, I mean, you mentioned your mo- you're going back to see your mother, so there was a oof. sense of awareness there. <laughs> it's okay. But where else is that?
3: Have you seen the changes? Um, I, I, I'm probably better balanced with the kids in terms of um, not jumping to a place of anger, mm-hmm. being more tolerant, um, and talking more with my wife mm-hmm. about you know, everything, issues, discussing everything, you know, what's going on, what's happening, what's happening with her, sometimes what's happening with her family. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's, yeah, I guess more open is what's really probably the big one for me Mm -hmm. Um, and setting a few more goals and how to get to them, Mm
0: -hmm. you know. So from a relationship point of view, your involvement has helped to... um, grow the relationship as well as yourself yeah mm-hmm.
3: yeah yeah to the point where we, we have um a vision board each two, oh really a two-year vision board yeah
0: so. is, is there an overlap between the two or <laughs> uh,
3: yeah i think the common themes holidays <laughs> uh. and why can
1: i just add ask a more question phil on that what were you like then prior to this realization, especially when you're talking about the kids,
3: were you more impatient with them? Like, what l- was happening for you? A lot more impatient, um, and more prone to anger mm-hmm. and frustration. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, a lot more um, more forgiving now, and more probably more prone to going and actually explaining to them how to do something rather than expecting them to know. Mm-hmm. You know, and actually taking them through it step by step, hoping that they're actually listening. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so I guess a more practical relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, from my wife's perspective, back to a point where we talk to each other on a regular basis, we discuss everything Um, to achieve a resolution that's going to work for all of us, not just her and I, but the kids as well, Mm. because we're all invested as a family. So, you know.
1: Yeah, great.
0: It's really good. One of the things we we try and do in the men's group is, okay, we put our meetings uh, on a weekly basis and follow up beforehand and after and all that sort of thing. But um, one of the things we're very keen to do is provide layered support to the guys in the group so okay there's the the meeting but in addition to that uh, we might suggest or or give you options for for, um, support that could be uh, counselling or coaching or um, uh, healing energy healing or a mediumship reading or something like that as a way of giving additional support to men that are committed to their growth but doing it, it's totally optional in terms of what uh, you want to get out of it and then people will grasp these things uh, to the extent they feel they can get benefit from it. Um, both of you have picked up on some of those things, so how have you found that additional uh, layer of support? Has that been
2: beneficial to you? Um, speaking for myself, obviously I come to the men's group weekly. I have a counsellor as well that helps me work through things in my life and also um, whether it be things that are impacting me um uh, or challenging or wanting to step into something else um i have had um energy healings as well i've i've had a reading done so um there has been a lot of things that i've invested in that i've that i've found have been quite helpful mm-hmm. for cool. myself yeah okay Phil? um
3: yeah i i've i've also had a reading done and uh, i actually go to rob for some uh, therapy <laughs> <Okay>. um,
0: <laughs> but that's one of the great things in the in the group is there's this mutual support between the guys and the group which is fantastic it is, it is. so yeah. and I
3: think um, I actually found if I can actually catch up with Mick one of the other yeah. blokes, for coffees yeah. every now and then as well so yeah. just literally again so we've got a chance to sit and talk yeah you know so which doesn't really happen other than over alcoholic beverages <laughs> usually so it's nice to have something different the, the
1: community the community that's been developed peter in the group is has been a surprise to us and it's been a wonderful surprise but to had, see that happen
0: and it's interesting how elka um uh, made the same point that there's a community developed with the women's mm. group as well and i think there's it gets back to a theme which we'll probably explore a little bit further and, and we'll show a little bit further down the track but this whole idea of uh people reaching out for other like-minded mm. people to form a, a community, whatever that community is, of like-minded people that can support and uh, listen to each other. It's right. in-
3: interesting you mentioned what you, what you said about the women's group. Women, I've found, are a lot more prone, or sorry, not more prone, they're probably more open mm-hmm. to forming those groups and associations mm-hmm. and probably trying to get more out of them as you know interpersonal connections rather than just a group connection. Mm. Men aren't quite built that way but i think our group's probably a good step and a big step in the right direction yeah um to try and achieve something similar to to what the women
0: can do. so what keeps you coming back each week
3: um a good chat in a safe space Mm -hmm. that's probably the simplest way to put it
0: okay
2: rob for me it'd be the opportunity to share and support other men Mm even if I don't have anything to add, I'm I'm there to be able to support them through their journey and, and listen to them. Yeah. Good. Um, and I think, you know,
1: one of the other things that you know, comes out of that community as well is the, the idea that we all have something different to contribute and it may not always be uh, relevant in the group, but watching that happen, just almost like a ripple effect, and I think seeing it spread out, a really important thing because everyone's got something really more to offer don't they absolutely mm, yeah yeah and, I, and i've loved watching that personally myself
0: but we've all gained from it i think we one are. of the things i really enjoy from the group is i've got as much from the group as anyone else i mean to say we all contribute different things and we're all there for each other and that's one of the things there's that strong sense of equality amongst us which i think is incredibly important i feel that too mm-hmm.
1: I think just to your point too, Phil, um something about how, you know, you said that women are more easily, you know, collaborate and, and mm. commune with one another. If we think about the idea that, you know, men have this kind of distrust of other men, there's, a, there's it's kind of almost maybe a, unlikely that they will open themselves up that easily.
3: I think men have this... Um, it's almost like an alpha male complex yeah. to varying degrees. Yeah, that's a good point. Um and it's the, you know, I want to be, you know, top dog or leader of the pack. Um, and it's I think a lot of men find it very hard to let go of that. Mm. And I think once you become more emotionally vulnerable um, and your, your mind's more accepting, you will make the connections much more quickly and much more easily um, with other men to the same level as the ladies do. And that's interesting.
1: So, in, in, in that, what you're saying is in vulnerability, there's strength. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, it's the idea of becoming a man being strong and soft. Yeah.
0: You and know, that, that vulnerability. And L- lots of shaking of heads around the table. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
3: You look at the men in our group, there's a lot of them. Um, they all come from different walks of life. So, mm. they all have a different, uh, something different to give. Mm. Mm. But we've all had um, a common there's a common thread Mm -hmm. maybe not between every single one of us but certainly so for example between rob and myself or myself and one of the other members or rob and one of the other members so there is a commonality with us um and the group sort of brings it out in all of us so the strength comes yeah
0: Mm. rob uh Rob needs to get away a little bit early tonight. He's got a commitment, so he needs to travel. So I I promised we'd get him out the door by a particular time. But before you go, Rob, Mm -hmm. um, what would you say to a guy, and we'll come back to you in a minute, Phil, but what would you say to a guy listening to the show right now who is wondering whether or not to join a group like Men With Spirit? What, What would you say?
2: I'd say sit down and ask yourself, honestly, if you are happy with your life, if you are happy with what's happening in your life and whether you want to implement change and actually create some happiness in your life and not just for yourself but for those around you. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you are, then I feel that you should... I feel strongly that someone should put themselves forward and say, I'll give it a go because Mm -hmm. the worst thing that can happen is that you'll sit in a meeting for a couple of hours and go you know what it wasn't what i expected and not be there but i've been there for 18 months now i love coming mm-hmm. i love being able to share and i love being able to support and it's started to unravel a, a passion for me in doing so as well good well we love
0: having you there, there mate yeah.
2: thanks mate really appreciate the work that you've <laughs> okay. done
0: so you head off and uh, i don't want to hold you up and we'll keep talking with uh with thanks Phil.
2: thanks pleasure thanks. to be with thanks, you today Ringo. thanks boys
0: so Phil, just asking you the same question, if uh, if you were talking to a guy who uh, potentially was uh, looking at growing, going uh, forward in life, what would you say to them about joining a group like Men in Spirit?
3: I guess uh, I'd sort of echo Rob's sentiments to a degree in that I think most men should experience it at some stage in their lives. Um at least to to say well I've been there and yes it worked or no it didn't Mm -hmm. but if it did work more importantly I can see a future and I can see some growth Mm -hmm. I have I can see what I need to try and find or do with myself and in my relationships and in my life because I think I don't know most I think there's a benefit for every man much as those will, some will say, oh, no, it's not for me. Well, you don't know that until you've tried it.
0: Mm-hmm. Why, why didn't you uh, do something like this a long time ago?
3: Never heard of it. Mm. Simple as that. Mind you, I'd never looked. So.
0: Mm. You just didn't feel the, the need to?
3: Um, I was in a very mentally in a very different place. Mm. So uh, in terms of uh, living a lie to a degree so I, I never you know it never occurred to me that I needed it mm-hmm. um, so I never actually go out looking for it so took someone else to point it out
1: mm, yes a very honest answer there it is good that's awesome well
0: Thank look um, we're nearing the end of today's show but before we close with our final piece of music which you've chosen Phil just like to touch on a, just a few things um Uh, If you're listening to us live, you already know that you can listen to the show via the Radio Carom app at 4pm on Thursdays. And you can also grab the uh, podcast version of the shows with or without our uh, specially selected music uh, within a day or so. Uh, Look for the Radio Carom Men With Spirit on your favourite podcast platform. But the easiest way to listen to us is to go to the Radio Karam website, which is uh, radiokaram.org and just search under Shows for Men with Spirit. And we say this every week, um, but we mean it. Uh, all men are welcome at our gatherings. We are inclusive. And um, as you'd appreciate, though, um, available spaces are limited and we're close to capacity so it's important to please register in advance um, to ensure that we have a place for you and you can contact us via messenger or facebook uh, uh, at men with spirit or email us at connect at menwithspirit.com.au and just a quick reminder that we've got men with spirit meetings this week in frankston leongatha and menion please contact us for the details Steve any final remarks before we wrap up no I've thoroughly enjoyed this uh,
1: episode and I'm really thankful to uh, to Rob who has left us and to you Phil thank you for the honesty the openness that you've you've brought to this episode and um, hopefully it's resonated with some some other people out there who are listening so thank you very much for that i really do
3: appreciate it thank you for having me good
0: um, phil you've chosen adagio in d minor as your uh, music selection now would you there's a bit of a story behind it. it's quite significant this bit of music can you explain why this is important in your life uh,
3: this uh, this particular piece is something i use pretty much every time I need to make major decisions mm-hmm. um, it's it allows me sort of you'll, once you hear it you'll understand but it allows me to sort of weigh up the options and build in my head as to what may or may not be the, r- the right answer mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah I guess I find it quite it's a strong piece of music it's um, I suppose epic would be the okay. simplest word.
0: All right, we'll, look, we'll play it uh, in a sec. Um, and by the way, uh, the, the Spotify music playlist for this episode 19, I've included in there the link to that uh, rebellious song I mentioned earlier on, which is an absolute hoot. It's called Cows With Guns. Check it out. Um, as always, thanks to my co-host, Steve, and to both of our guests. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> You're welcome, mate. Um, and thanks for listening, everyone. And until next time, be true to yourself.